Well, here we are, our very first edition of our new podcast. We did have a pilot edition, but this is actually the first edition because we've got a name, Julian. The podcast is called The Giblets Gazette. What do you reckon about that, Julian? Um, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, it like a, a, a pile of a pile of offal. Well, it does, and uh, this, this voice you can hear now it is uh, a very good friend, Butcher Lindbeck, because I thought, even though this is our special uh, coronation edition of the Giblets Gazette, that we'd get someone in who maybe has had a bit of exposure to giblets over the years. So who better to turn over the years? So who better to turn to <laughs> than a butcher? Hello, Butcher Lindbeck. How are you? Yeah. Good morning, Ross. Good morning, Julian. Great. Hello, Butcher. Yes, good morning, mate. How now, uh, Butcher, if I was to walk into your establishment uh, mm-hmm. today, um, yeah. would I be able to purchase some giblets? Well, um, right now, you wouldn't be able to get a, a giblet right now, but we would be able to get you some giblets. You can source yeah, them, can you? You can source some giblets. I think it's a, a, yeah, get you a set, a set of giblets. And, um, yeah, and we can get them and people still buy them, would you believe? And they still want to make some soup out of them or they want to chop them all up and make a seasoning out of them. And it's a filthy looking mess. It's like, it's like a haggis out of a chook. You make it sound like there's some sort of black market dark web scenario going on. We can get you the giblets, wink, wink. (laughs) Yeah, keep it on the down low. Yeah. You don't want to start a a stampede, yeah. The the giblets are uh, from a chicken, aren't they, Butcher? Absolutely. They're from a chicken. that's, that's That's the poultry name for the heart, the liver, the gizzard. Yep. The gizzard. Yep. Yep. The gizzard, and it, yeah, and that's about. I think that's about all the guts part of it. All the other guts get thrown out, yep. but you, you, like, you use that. And and I do remember my my mum doing that when we had chooks in the backyard. She 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 would grab the axe and chop the head off a chook and get the feathers, and and then we'd end up with giblet soup. Beautiful. Was it beautiful many, or not? Though? Do you remember? Many, was it, was it beautiful? I was only little, I don't, but I, everything everything had to be beautiful because you either ate it or you starved. So yeah. there was there was pretty simple rules back in those days. And, yeah. and how many other mothers would be known as the executioner? <laughs> there would have been there would have been quite a few executioners back then. Right. I can tell you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I grew up on a farm, and I remember. Um, and apologies for all the vegetarians, etc., listening. But I grew up on a farm where, you know, when when Dad killed a sheep, not not a bit of the sheep went begging every no. single bit went begging no no that's right even the even the sheep dogs were excited with the side of blood on the ground there too they got a bit excited with that too they cleaned yeah. up. so this sounds like a great name we've selected here <laughs> it's probably quite befitting julian for our, yeah. for our podcast yeah. julian you, you spend a bit of time in the kitchen i hear you on the on the radio occasionally uh talking about um stuff that you make up uh that you make in the kitchen have you ever used giblets Never. And now the chance of it happening is even further remote. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem to be enticing everybody into uh, – like we don't get rushed off our feet for giblets, let me tell you. I don't have to save a special space in the freezer for a big pile of giblets. It's not – Well, you know, as I said uh, before, not even the, the mob that uses the 11 secret herbs and spices would go there. Even in desperate times when they used rabbit. (laughs) But but surely, I mean, these are desperate times. I wonder if this uh, cost of living crisis keeps on going and our mate Phil, 
that the Reserve Bank keeps on jacking up our interest rates, it will not be long before we are all sitting down to a hearty meal of giblet soup, I reckon. <laughs> well, it's possible they're going to have to eat something. Like the the price of everything's gone through the roof and yeah. these little announcements every uh, every month uh, aren't going to help anything too no. much, are they, as no. far as that goes? No. Well, anyway, I'm, yeah. I'm sticking with the Giblets Gazette. That's going to be the name of this podcast. Okay. Uh, so thank you for that, and thank you, Butch, for filling in a bit of background. Now, of course, um, we had the coronation last night, uh, which was fantastic, uh, wonderful viewing. But in the lead-up to it, Butcher, were, were people coming in and buying special products uh, for for the event? Yeah, they actually were. They actually were coming in buying English pork sausages. Yep. Um, and um, even Irish sausages. And and there's a bit of a Scottish thing we do too, a, a square a square sausage sausage which isn't really a sausage, but it, but all that and crown roast lamb crown roast were the thing that people were after the most, a nice inexpensive crown roast of <laughs> lamb cutlets. Inexpensive? What's, <laughs> what's inexpensive in the cost of living crisis? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, those things, well, well, they were unfortunately costing people about $120 um, a a whack. Yeah. And um, so I'm not sure how much they would have cost back in the day when when the old queen was, she got organised for her coronation. I I imagine it would have been about $5 back then. So, Butch, excuse me for my ignorance here, but are they called, is there a reason why they're called a crown roast? Does it have any link at all to the royal family or is it just, (laughs) what? It's the the beautiful shape of it. It's two lamb racks that instead of them being split down the middle when you you take the spine out of it, you you, you take the spine out, you still leave it joined um, in, in the back and then you, you trim it all off like a, like a lamb rack, but it's still joined. Then you turn it inside out. And, and you joint the bones and it looks exactly like a, like a beautiful crown. Does and it look, really worth as much? Does it look like crowns. the one that Charles had on his bonce last night or not? <laughs> well, it didn't, no, it didn't quite look as, it didn't, doesn't have as many jewels as, or lumps of gold. I was worried his poor old neck was going to snap off last night with the weight of that thing. Well, from what butcher, from what butcher was saying, I reckon it'd be about the same price though. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So you could wear, the, you could actually wear the crown roast as a as a hat of some sort, could you, butcher? If you if what? you were, if you wanted to get in the mood last night, uh, and I imagine this is what a lot of your customers do, because you have some really weird customers. Um, <laughs> they would have got the crown roast, got home. Did what you told them to do and stuck it on their head yep. and sat down in front of the telly, would they? I, I reckon a couple of them would have would have been very proud to be able to sit there on the lounge with that thing stuck on their head. About as proud as Charlie was last night, I reckon. Yeah, they they would, but they, they'd have to cook it. When you spent that much money on it, you'd want to be eating it as well. I can tell you. Yeah, I did. I what did do we? Uh, what do we? Uh, what do we think of the protocol of everything last night? Oh God, I mean, gee, it went on a bit, didn't it? It did drag on. I mean. Look, I love a spectacle as much as the next person, but uh, after the fir- – and I do blame a little bit the, the, the TV networks. That I think they went too early. I mean, I think after about oh, yeah. half an hour, they ran out of things to talk about, and they still had two and a half hours to pad. <laughs> it's like previewing the 100 metres of the Olympics. You do about three hours, and then it goes for 10 seconds. Yeah. And that's it. Um, I, I actually – I enjoyed it. I you, enjoyed you, the Julian, you went coronation to a, you, parade. You actually went to a viewing party, didn't you, Julian, which is very – Yes, no, I did. And um, there is a photo of me in a fake crown, which will never surface. 
Um, and um, is it a crown roast? Well, I think we quite, it, it think we quite enjoyed roast? it. Yeah. But I yes. enjoyed the parade afterwards. I thought that was the, the precision. And look, you know, you've got to give the Poms credit. They pull that stuff off really well. They do that stuff really, really well. And the old carriage from 260 years ago needs a bit of work, but it looked okay and everything looked fine and grand there. There was a concerning moment in the whole coronation in the Abbey, though, for me, when they put those little screens up. Yeah. And you didn't really know what was going on. You just heard the terms oil and chest. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking. Is this the time for a massage? Well, the... sometimes people pay good money for that sort of stuff. <laughs> no. um, but I was a little concerned when you heard oil and chest and then realising yeah. that it's somebody from the clergy doing this. You're thinking, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, but they emerged okay. They were both smiling, so maybe it was a maybe it was a good yeah. oil and chest session. Well, you know, that they had happy finish. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it was just a neck. I think it was a neck massage. That was the oil was for. That was putting a lot of stress, obviously a lot of stress on Charlie and uh, Camilla. Yeah. Um, so I, I reckon they give them a little quick tie massage in there and then send them back out again and try and get a grin. Uh, yeah, on no, face. there was just you know those those little hidden things that we didn't see and we didn't really know what was going on and the. Yeah. Somebody had been embroidering for like weeks and weeks and weeks to make those screens, and they looked wonderful. They looked great. I tell you um, what, though, yeah, no, yeah, uh, there were there were some people there in the crowd who obviously they love their royals, and they were getting right into it. Uh, there was another group though, which I thought they look they looked like they wanted to get home and have a crown roast. Uh, they did. They, they after about three hours of sitting there in the in the in Westminster, I think they were thinking, "Bugger this for a joke." I can't even see what's going on. There's a big screen up. I can't see past the bloody feathers on Anne's hat. Uh, <laughs> what am I doing here? Peter was the person who sat behind Katie. Well, that, that was Harry. Was, Harry was stuck behind Anne. Poor old Harry. I mean, you know how far you've fallen. He was sat behind a couple of people who nobody had ever knew and couldn't even identify and sat right in front of him. I think it was, and excuse me if I got this wrong because I'm not very good with my royals, uh, I think it was Anne sitting in front. She had that bloody big red feather on her hat, so nobody could see her. Yeah, no, he was. It was. It was directly behind Anne, and he was sitting next to the Brooksbank fellow, who's married either Eugenie or Beatrice, one of those two. And then Andrew, he was sort of near a column in the fourth row behind there. He's got to come, but just put him out of the way and stuff like that. I noticed that Julie Bishop, who I'm not really sure why she was there. But she was there, the former foreign minister, chancellor of the Australian National University. She was sitting next to Lionel Richie. No, no. Are you sure it was Julie Bishop? How do you know it was Julie Bishop? Yes, it was Julie Bishop sitting next to, I'm sure he would have said, hello. (laughs) Um, Is it me you're looking for? He's performing at the concert. I think he's performing at the concert at Windsor, I think, Uh, on Sunday there. Uh, I'm going to call. I'm going to call BS on that, Julie. I, I I don't know that Julie. If Julie Bishop was there, she wouldn't get up there alongside Lionel. No, Richie. no. I, I I I swear on the crown and that yeah. stone thing from Scotland yeah. that she was definitely sitting next to Lionel Richie. Butching the record of dancing on the ceiling. I, I reckon she was there, and yeah, and she actually looks royal. She looked a bit more royal than some of the royals. Oh, yeah, she 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 did, and she she wasn't going to go until she found out she was sitting beside Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie, I know. Yeah, she's a massive fan of Lionel Richie. Yeah, well, she wasn't worried about it. Aren't we she all worried about the coronation? But hands up, who isn't? Hands up, who isn't? Yeah, and um, I did I did uh, I did read afterwards that um, 
apparently when they had the flyover, uh, mm. that the Harry, I mean, Charles and Camilla couldn't uh, watch the flyover there because their crowns were too heavy and they couldn't lift their heads up <laughs> to watch it. <laughs> yeah, they had to watch it on the on the on their boots on the on the reflections of their boots. Yeah, they, 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 they yeah. could see it on that, but they couldn't lift their heads <laughs> yeah. up and pour off. They had to watch it on on Snapchat. Apparently, there was a live stream on Snapchat or something. They had to watch it watch it there. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I did think Charles's outfit though, like he just wore trousers and a, a white untucked shirt. I noticed. Really? Um, and also a, um, a big sort of black shoes with big gold buckles on them. He sort of looked like yep. he was out of the Oliver musical <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. It was like, you know, we've never, we've never seen a coronation. So it was all this history and bits and bobs and whatever. And I thought the other thing I thought was interesting, they got some young lad at the very start to say, what are you doing here, mate? And he said, well, I'm here to serve. Okay. <laughs> So, you, haven't oh, brought, quite interesting. you haven't brought your tennis racket. How are you going to do that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, I know. I know. I thought, sorry, sorry, Butch. No, I, I thought it was interesting though that, that one of those big carriages there is is an offering from Australia. Like we we sent that big gold thing over there. It, yeah, it, no, the a, first one, the one they went to the Abbey in, was uh, made yeah. uh, in Australia, and the one that they came back in was uh, about two hundred and sixty years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. and that and that book they were carrying around was from 600 AD or something. Yeah, that old, would have finished it by now. I mean, I've got a book. Can that you believe they haven't months. taken that back to the library? <laughs> yeah, it's big fines. What are the fees going to be on that book? Big, big fines. Yeah. Uh, now, now, Julian, you mentioned that none of us were around for the first one, but would you? I remember talking to you a while ago, uh, oh. and you were telling me about some memorabilia or something. Yep. Something exciting. Yes. Yeah. What was that all about? Absolutely. Yeah. I've still got the I've still got the Woman's Weekly mm. from Queen Lizzie's coronation at home, yeah. and Home and Garden with with the pictures of of the Queen on the front of it. How about that? From nineteen whatever it was. God. I don't know. I think I found it at the tip. Uh, come on, Butch, you've told me before. You can't backtrack on your story. You told me yeah. that you've been subscribing or the family have been subscribing to Woman's Weekly uh, yeah. since before the coronation and you still get the re-edition. I still get it. Yeah. Well, I can guarantee I'll be getting it because my wife will insist that we get the Woman's Weekly. Um, there's no doubt about it. We'll have we'll have this one as well and then we'll have to wait for, for William. So, so the, your wife, she's a bit keen on the royals, Butch. She loves the she loves the royals. She loves, yeah. Um, her mum's side of the family have always been big fans of the royals, massive, yeah. Yeah. massive fans. Her, her dad wasn't a massive fan of them, the Silver Spooners, he used to call them. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, big big fans of them. We sat up there and watched the last night for quite a few hours, even though I'd been down at the pub and watched the races all afternoon and had a few. <laughs> you would have been in fine for. <laughs> Yeah, I, was, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't too fresh, I, but I think that blurring of the whole thing helped a lot. The fact that I was about twelve. <laughs> did you? Did you? Had you had a? Had you? I mean, you would have literally set off your mood if you'd had a bad day on the punt as well. And by the way, listen, yeah. we're not we're not endorsing punting on a Saturday afternoon. No. Uh, it's just no, something that no. you should do. Gamble responsibly. Gamble res- no, I didn't have a punt at all. I just watched. Just oh, watched. That's, that's cool. all. Okay. Yep. No punting. No, no, no. It was good. It was a great afternoon, and that helped a lot, I'm sure. A little bit of a numbing of the senses. Next yeah. time you bet, it. weigh it up. A hundred on the third at Randwick or a crown roast? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I'd save it up for the crown roast. Absolutely. So, so Butcher, you watched it in the in the privacy of your own uh, lounge room, did you? Just just you and, and Mrs. Butcher. Absolutely. Sat down? Yep. Uh, yes, yes, Ruth was sitting there, and we didn't miss a minute of it. And I think we were still sitting up last night at at, at half past eleven, twelve o'clock last night. And I, it was sort of like watching what's that movie with the bloke that died, Bernie's, like a no, weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, I think they just propped them up there and dragged them around a little bit because they they couldn't smile, they couldn't talk. I, I don't know if they were real or they just had like fill-ins for the for the afternoon. Cardboard cutouts of the, the yeah. king and the queen. <laughs> and Julie Bishop, the three. <laughs> Julie Bishop is up on the balcony. Did anyone spot her on the balcony? Was she on the balcony? <laughs> she, I think I saw her ducking around the back there, doing a little bit of a, a swivel in the background. She was moving. You know, the only here's a little history lesson, and that's the last thing you'd expect to hear on the Giblets podcast. <laughs> the only commoner who's ever stood on the balcony was Winston Churchill. I did not know. What about the bloke who built the the, the balcony? Surely he was. Oh no, the carpenter. Yeah, no. But yeah, they're <laughs> not allowed to be seen. They have to do everything kneeling down and the guy, behind the railing. And the guy who set up the barbecue, the butcher, the actual butcher who came and set up the barbecue on the because I mean, they, they must have exactly a barbecue. right. They'd have a barbecue on the common. balcony, wouldn't they? That'd be common as hell. They would. They would have been there. They would have imagine what a what a view for a barbecue. Perfect. What a well, little ripper. I, I think we all excel at being very common. Yeah, I mean that would have yeah, capped it off last night, wouldn't it? But the, the the Royals on there turning some snaggers over on the Barbie and waving. Yeah, to that them. would have been a good look. That would have won a lot of hearts, I can tell you. Yeah. A couple of nice big fat pork sausages on there. My God, that would have been good. Now that would have been something different. No one would have done that before. And people no, would be talking about it, Butch. People would be talking about that today. They wouldn't be talking about Julie Bishop uh, or, or Lionel Richie or no. or how heavy the crown was. They'd be talking about the smoke pouring out of the barbecue. The, from, from the Andrew Lloyd. <laughs> from the Weber. Oh, gee, that's good. Isn't that good? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the Weber. Yeah, but I, I think there was a problem, though, when, you know, the sister of Camilla and, and a mate, whoever it was, like, I think they go to bingo together or something. Yeah. You know, they were up there on the balcony, and they were trying to <laughs> shuffle them over to the side, but yeah. if they shuffled them any further, they were going to spear them off the edge of the thing. Yeah. Like off the porch. There's something about women in their seventies in white virginal dresses, isn't there? <laughs> well well Julian yeah, yeah. yes, that's true. I, I did yeah. see a couple of people suggesting that um maybe Camilla shouldn't have been queen because apparently there's some archaic law or something somewhere that uh the prince has to marry a virgin. Uh, who's not divorced, and apparently Camilla doesn't tick either of those boxes. Yeah, I know. Well, this is a, this could be a scandal. I've yeah. always been big on try before you buy. <laughs> but yeah, but I think someone did marry. You only uh, bought once, Julian. So what are you talking about? Are you talking about you're talking about socks or undies or what are you talking about? <laughs> Julian's That's just a rule in life. Crown Julian, rose. Julian's <laughs> only ever bought Crown once. Rose, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, there's and, been one other person that has has I think they married their mistress before, wasn't it? So well, one of yeah. the one of the former queens was was a mistress, and and she ended up being the queen. So this is not unprecedented. Yeah, so but anyway, God, what, well, a, scan, what at, a scandal! What a scandal! Let's go back to old Henry the Eighth, eh? Yeah. Is it is it all is it back to there? Who was that? Yeah, Anne no, Boleyn. It didn't like him. <laughs> <laughs> yep, chop him, chop him, or just make. Yeah, found out that big thing. Which brings us around. back to 
Mm. Which brings us back to giblets, and I hope the end of this podcast today. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, it has been a, a great pleasure to have uh, have you on the, the show, Butcher, and, and to bring some some excitement, some interest, some insights into uh, what the, what the giblets are all about. Um, my name's Ross Solly. Julian Abbott is the co is my co-host, and uh, of course Butcher Lindbeck just explaining to us what the uh, the giblets Gazette is about. Um, Check out where you can email us. So we'd love to get your feedback, any thoughts on stuff you'd like us to discuss. Butcher, I'm sure we'll get you back on again very, very soon. But uh, thank you for uh, listening to our very first episode of the Giblets Gazette.